No, it's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? You know, in the past weeks, we have been looking in our church team. You know our church team, pagpasok nyo dyan, may malaking poster doon. Our team for 2023 is loving God, loving family, and loving community. Loving community. And our key verse, hopefully you'll be able to memorize. This is very simple. We love because He first loved us. And we have been discussing on this topic and we started by focusing on God's love. And because of God's love, we are able to have um, impact in our life. And one impact is that we are able to love Him back. Because He loved us first, we, we respond in loving Him back. And there's other implication in one area that will happen as we grow deeper in our walk, in our um, intimacy with God, the Lord will transform our hearts, will change our mind, and the way we deal with people will change. We begin to love them, not just in words, but in action. Today, we will focus on the second part, which is loving family. When I talk about loving family, there are two groups of people I'm referring to. First is our biological family, our husband, our spouse, our wives, our children, our parents, our in-laws. And there are people that God placed in our hearts and very uh, important to them, and we are called to love them. There's another group of people when I referred um, loving family, is I refer to them our spiritual family. And who are these people? Spiritual family is our church, our care group, our ministry where God placed us to grow in a deeper walk with the Lord, where we belong. So, the long aspect on loving family. But today, we're going to focus on one, which is our spiritual family. And the coming weeks, we'll be tackling about our, how, how we can love our families, our biological. But our focus today is our spiritual family, which is the church, our care group, our ministries. You know, if you look around us today, there are many established churches, and we thank God for them. Some of them are small, and some of them are relatively big, mega churches. Some of the churches are known by their worship songs, for example, His song. Some of the churches are known to manifest spiritual gifts, healing, deliverance. Some of the churches are known for their theology, commitment to doctrine, and teaching. Some of the churches are known because they have a famous preacher or pastor. And some of the churches are known for the size and influence in the church body. With all these diverse and unique description of churches, some of them are a good example for us to follow, an encouragement, and give us inspiration to be. However, there's a danger when we begin to compare and set successful churches to be a yardstick of maturity or success in, in terms of God's eyes, there's a danger when we begin to compare. When we do that, what happened? We might miss out what is essential and valuable to God. And you know what's valuable to God? One aspect that's valuable to God is the church continually to be, be a gospel bearer. To be a gospel bearer. Not just the message, but the lives. A gospel bearer, not just the message, but the lives how we live our lives as a community, as a testimony of a church. I found this quote in a very beautiful quote. It says, The best testimony to the truth of the gospel is the quality of our life together as a church. How we interact, how we love each other, how we serve one another. No wonder Jesus said in John thirteen thirty five, He said, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. Say with me, love one another. Look at the person beside you. Love one another. You know, I've entitled this simple sharing more than words. More than words. And we'll be reading from chapter some part in chapter 4 and then we'll go to chapter 3. More than words. We ought to love one another, not just with words, but with our action. And I invite all of us to stand. We're going to read 1 John chapter 4, part of it, in 1 John chapter 3. Let's read together. Chapter 4. We love because He first loved us. 
If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was at the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our life for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's good and sees his brothers in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in words or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do what it pleases Him. And this is the commandment that we believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He has commanded us. Whoever keeps His commandments abides in God and God in Him. And by this we know that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this afternoon that you have brought us here once again to look upon your word. I pray, Lord, some of us came here with burdens and, and our mind might be perplexed and our heart might be heavy. But I pray, Lord, that you give us stillness so that we may hear your voice, your still small voice, your words speaking to us in a powerful way. We know, Lord, you, want, uh, you are calling us to go deeper in our walk with you. And also, as we go deeper in our walk with you, you call us to have the transformation of lives, Lord, so that we may love each other, not just with words, but with action. I pray that you can be each one of us. I pray that you will help us. We ask for your Holy Spirit to move mightily today, speaking to our hearts, speaking to each one of us so that we may be transformed. And teach us to surrender to you our pride, our insecurities, Lord, our sin before you. So we thank you for this afternoon, Lord. May you be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You see, love is a word commonly used today. And yet if you ask someone to define love, most of us have a different answer. I remember last week I said the first service when we were in Bible school, I asked, the teacher asked us, what is love? So they asked us, what is love? Tinanong ng teachers namin. And you know what I said? Love is blind. And the teacher was shocked. He said, Ruel, do you still believe that? I was joking. But if you ask people today, define love, it becomes so subjective. It's often defined as mere feeling, emotion. Some people define it, especially if you would just watch social media and, and online thing, they define it as very sensual. Yet, if you look in the Greek word love, it depicts different kinds of meaning. You know, English language is limited. But if you would study Greek, love has many meaning. For example, let me just, those who are, are new in the church, you know, when you study scripture, the English language is limited. I give you an example. Translate, trans, um, maghanap ka ng word to English, ha? Mang Tomas. Uh, Alright, you see? We can translate it to English right away because limited ang English but the Greek has a rich vocabulary and meaning. Another one, uh, ano ba bananak? Banana, bananak you? Ketchup? Banana ketchup. So, you know those um, um, alamang so you see all those things. You know, try to think what's... So when they were writing this, they couldn't find the right word. Greek is much richer 
than the English word. So, love to Greek has many meanings. And let me highlight to you, love, one is eros. Er, eroa. Ito ay verb. Eros ang, ang, ang noun. is sexual passion. Another meaning of love in Greek is storgeo, which is family devotion. Ito po ay refers to natural affection between a parent and a child. Pagmamahal na magulang sa anyang anak. Another meaning of love is peleo. It means a close friend love. An emotional connection that goes beyond acquaintances or casual friendship. Who among you have people that been a peleo to you? BFF mo. You do have BFF. Another meaning of love in Greek is agape. Agapeo. Means loving kindness. Unselfish, sacrificial love. Unselfish love that transcends natural affinities. You see, when John wrote this letter, the love that he was using was this. Agape. Agape. A love that's kind, unselfish, merciful, and sacrificial. And John explicitly mentioned this kind of love should be expressed. If you read the text, you should be expressed towards the brothers, towards one another. Sino tong brothers na to? Brothers in this context refer to fellow believers. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Those who have surrendered their life to Jesus. They were insiders, not outsiders. They are part of the church. Like I mentioned last week, the church, of, the church that John was writing to were, were not in a good condition. They were divided and they were struggling because of their unity. They were not united. Some of the members in the church that John was writing to left the church because they were following false teachers. Some said that this church were struggling and there were conflict inside. They were openly hostile to each other. Nagaaway sila. And scholar all even suggest that this church there was there were power struggle within within the leadership in their midst. In all of those happening within the church, John was reminding them, was reminding them to continue to love one another as God's people. Now, if you have been a Christian long enough, if your life has been really immersed in the church, because some people have been Christian long enough but not immersed in the church, padating-dating lang, alam mo yun? Matagal ka sa church, but come and go. But if you have been a Christian long enough, and if you have immersed your life in the church, and you have served what's happening, you will notice that many churches, and even us today as Living Word Fellowship, face similar situation. Some ministries were divided because on how they should run the ministries. Some are divided in the church because of different culture and style. Okay, dito, nagatago office. Dito, taga house workers. Dito, mga old generation. Dito, next generation. You see the division, the cracks happening. Some of the care group have conflicts because of misunderstanding in personality clashes. Nagaaway sa care group. Who among you in your care group nagaaway? Taas kamay. Sa tingin nyo, hindi ko alam ha. May mga spy ako. There are conflicts. Hindi lang na message, hindi lang napasama sa Sentosa. Away na. Some members are holding grudges and forgiveness because of the hurt that was done to them in the past. Fifteen years ago, nandun pa rin. We face conflict because some of us, you know, seeking recognition, power, and position. We don't want to let go of our position and power. So no matter who's there, we will strike them. You see, I believe what John was writing in this letter is so relevant to us today. With so much happening in our midst, outside and even in living word fellowship, we should con- reminded constantly that we are to call to love one another. Can I tell the person beside you, love one another? And the first thing we learn here in this text is that loving one another is a command of God. It's God's commandment. God's commandment. Verse 11, it says here, 
For this the message that you have heard from the beginning, that, the, that we should love one another. In verse 23, and this is His commandment, that we believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He has commanded us. Looking at our text, we were repeatedly reminded of a message. Ano yung message yung sinasabi niya? What is this message that John was saying? You see, it's a message that a commandment that was given in the past. This message that John was referring to was a commandment that Jesus gave to His disciples. It is found in John 13, 34, and this is what Jesus said to them. He says, a new commandment I give to you. That you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Take note of the word there. A new. Say new. A new commandment I give to you. Because later I will go back to this verse. This is the commandment what John was reminding the, the church to love one another. Like what Jesus has instructed them. Jesus repeated this in John 15. He says here, This is my commandment that you would love one another as I love you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Now, to love is a never a new thing. To love one another. Because it's been already commanded in the Old Testament. To love, huh? In Leviticus 19.18, we read here, You shall not take vengeance or bear grudges against the son of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am God. Jesus himself supported this. When a scribe came to him and asked Jesus what's the greatest commandment, what did he say? He said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But notice the difference here. This is the commandment that was given, that was uttered. He said, the second is this, you shall love the Lord your neighbor as. But this is what Jesus said, the new commandment I give to you. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have. What's the difference now? One is love based on self, but the new commandment was Jesus giving that you should love one another just as I love you. Mas matindi. It's a different standard. It's a different weight. It's another degree of love. It's no longer dependent on subjective or personal definition of love but rather the standard and the quality of love that Jesus wants us to express to one another is according to what He has said. Not based on my own love, but now based on how He calls us to love. It means to love sacrificially. But we all know there's a big challenge. Hindi madali. Just look beside you. Ang hirap mahalin yung taong yan. It's hard. Totoo, sige nga, magpapakamatay ka ba dyan sa tabi mo? McDonald's nga, ayaw mong libre eh. It's a big challenge. You know, our personal obedience to God's commandment, can, we can never do it by our own strength. We can never do it by our human will or effort or our own ability. Because our flesh will fail. Our flesh will fail. See, for, for God's commandment to be fully experienced and exercised, we need to surrender ourselves before the Lord and yield to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Ang Panginoon lang ang pwede ng bago ng ating mga puso. It's so hard to love people so unlovable. It's so hard to love the person beside you. Just tell the truth. It's so hard to love you. Tell the truth. Tell the person beside you. It's so hard to love you. (laughs) 
You just say, you give me headache. You give me headache. It's so hard. Misis mo nga lang eh, Maya. But in your own strength, you can never do it. All the more you come to the Lord and rely for Him to change your heart. Many times when we are frustrated, the, the thing that God wants to deal with you is your heart first before the person. If you read John 13 to 17, just look, glance through later, go back home. John 13 and 17. The word love, the word one another, the word Holy Spirit is repeated many times. Because Jesus knew that the disciple can never love one another by their own. Because in ourselves, we are selfish. We want it. We want to be the right one many times. We want to be the correct one. We want to be the first many times. We don't want to serve at all. But when the Holy Spirit, when God will come, the helper will change. He will transform our heart. He will guide us into the truth. And God will change us. To love one another is God's commandment. But for us to abide to His commandment, we need to yield to the work of God. Galatians chapter 5, he said, Do not walk in the Spirit, or not gratify the desire of flesh, but walk in the Spirit, and you will have the fruit of the Spirit manifesting in you. It's never been our own work, but God's work in our life. But the problem of this, sometimes we want to live in our own way. We want to live in our own spirituality. When God the Lord would teach you, you don't want, you don't listen. I believe the Lord will speak to us. If you are truly a child of God, God will speak to you in your heart. And your, the word of God will be so alive and convict us. Not only loving one another is God's commandment. Secondly, loving one another is our identity and distinctiveness as God's children. It's our identity. It should define us the way we act. If you read the earlier verses in 1 John chapter 3, let me read to you. We see the kind of love that God has given us. That we should be called the children of God. That we are called children of God. In verse 10, I want to I wanna dive into this text. Verse 10, he says here, By this is the evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. You see, John was dividing the two. There are those called children of God and those called children of the devil. Those children of God practice righteousness. Those children of the devil live in sin and pursue sin, pursue the fleshly way. The children of God love his brother while the children of the devil hates his own brother. The righteous, the children of God live a set apart. Not just the external, not just the religious part, but also in the heart and also the mind. For the children of the devil live in sin. See, John was determined to separate the two because no one can belong to both family simultaneously. Either you belong to God's family and exhibit righteous character or you belong to Satan's family and exhibit sinful nature. Kaya tingnan mo katabi mo. Tanong mo sa kanya. Children ka ba ni We should ask ourselves. See, John was determining those who are truly who belong to him. Because if you're children of God, your life will be different. Your life will be distinct. You'll be living a holy life set apart. When I, when I say holy life, it's just not just the external things, but deep in you, you're setting apart. 
You know, before we become a child of God, before we become a child of God, we were, we were part of the children of the devil. Before that, we were this. We were living in sin, but out of God's mercy and grace, He saved us, He redeemed us. He loved us. And we respond in surrendering a life to Him. And we repent of our sin and, and we have faith to receive God's forgiveness and cleansing. Because of what God did, we acknowledge that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He changed us and gave us a new status. We were once like this, living in darkness, children of the devil. But because of God's mercy, He taken us out and now we belong to Him. And you know what Paul said? Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he says here, Therefore, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If you're truly a child of God, there will be a transformation in your life. As a Christian, you have a new life. You have a new creation. You have a new identity. You are no longer an orphan, but a child of God. And a child of God will live differently and will relate with each other differently, we can begin to love one another. Ayun ang distinction binibigay ni John here. So let's ask ourselves, am I really safe? Anak ba, anak ba ako ng Diyos? O anak ba ako ng demonyo? It's clear, it's not me saying, it's the word of God saying. Just turn to the person. Anak ka pa ng Diyos? O anak ka ng demonyo? Growing up in church doesn't you automatically a child of God. Huh? Wearing a cross on your neck doesn't mean that you're a child of God. The evidence is a changed life and a changed posture of the heart towards God's people, towards His children. You see, because as a child of God, the door transforms us. A change of life. And one important thing that which I'm focusing on is that we begin to love one another. I found this quote. It's a very beautiful quote. It says, Our obligation to love one another is a byproduct of God's loving generosity towards us. We respond. Kung na-experience mo ang kabutihan ng Diyos in your life, personally, not just because you've been dragged to church or not because you attended a class, but you have personally experienced His mercy in your life, you know what happened? You're no longer living in hatred. You're no longer living in bitterness. You're no longer living in biasness and distinction. Sasama ka lang sa mga mayaman. You, you will, you'll see people as equal. equal, Because you see yourself saved by God and nothing you'll be proud of but because of God's mercy. You're no longer feeling entitled. But instead, when the Lord changed you, you will have the compassion towards people. Especially to the brothers and sisters that God brought into your life. It's our identity. However, some of us who are really been, who really been saved oftentimes forget this identity. Nalilimutan natin that we are God's children. That's why John said in his letter, We should not be like Cain. We should not be like Cain who was of a devil one, who murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because of his own deeds were evil in his brother's righteous. If you look in Genesis, Cain wanted to kill Abel because of envy and jealousy. Even God warned and confronted Cain and warned him about his sin. Let me read Genesis chapter 4, verse 6-7. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, you, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. See, God Himself reminded him to watch because sin is crouching at the door. 
Yet Cain is consumed by hatred. Cain was bitter, full of bitterness and resentment toward his brother. That he killed him. Killed him. And when Abel was killed, God approached Cain and asked him. The Lord said to him, Where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? Cain forget the value of his brother. You see, many conflict and backbiting in the church. I believe the root is this. We have forgotten that we are his children. And second thing, we have forgotten that we are siblings. That we belong to him. Kaya tingnan mo katabi mo, magkamuha kayo. You look alike. Pangulag siya. Oftentimes we forget, oftentimes we forget that we are His children and all of us here, those who have been saved, we belong to a family. Nakakalimut yan. We forget that. We forget that the person beside you, the person that you're working with the ministry, the person that you're in the same care group is not your enemy, but your brother and your sister. You see, when hatred is, is deep in abiding anger and disdain, you know what happened? You're giving yourself anger, and when you feed it, it helps it grow. And you know, John was straight to his word. He says here in verse 15, Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Tinitingnan ko lang si brother Bong, galit na galit. Sinasaksak ko na pala siya sa aking puso. Hatred. Si John tells us that hatred make us a murderer and is simply a sign of unrepentant and that we are caught up into sin. We murder somebody in many ways. Some of us meditate in our mind, in-replay natin yung issue time and again in our mind how you were hurt. And each time you see that person, you get angry and then you replay that thing that happened in your mind. Not only that, you express your anger, you murder someone. When you call somebody, Brother Ace, pag-usapan natin si Brother Wong mamaya, meeting tayo. And you call everyone, naghahanap ka ng kampi. Naghahanap ka ng kampi. I will call those people, you know. That's coming from bitterness. Then not only that, ipopost mo pa sa Facebook, sa social media, itatag mo pa siya. Please church, ha? Tigil-tigilan na yan. Please, a lot of issue, you don't need to post a Facebook because people don't care. And then you say, pinagchisismisan ka, ikaw naman nagkalati. Please church, mature. Be mature. You have an issue with someone, don't post it online. Be mature. Enough of that. It's not mature. You're gonna post online your problem, we're gonna tag that person, and it, tapos sasabihin mo, hindi ka naman ang pinagre-refer ko eh. I'm not mentioning about you, but deep inside your heart, it's you. God sees that. God sees that. So stop it. Stop it. Or else I block you. <laughs> That's murder. And then pagchichismisan mo pa. If you're a parent and you see your children fighting, what do you feel? Tumawag sa Pilipinas, si ano, si ano, nag-aaway. What do you feel? Will you be hurt? What do you think God feels when each one of us are backbiting here? Do you think God is pleased? And God... 
Eh ba, sige, pagchismasan mo pa. You think, no, God will not do that. I have two young children. When they fight, you know, many times, I'm the one hurt. Nag-drawing si Libay, inapakan ni Olivia. Kinuha yung papel, inismak naman ni Libya. And them both, them of crying. One on the left and one on the right. You see, many times we act like child. We forgot that we are, are God's children and we are siblings in Him. And we should have that heart when we see each other, not because I'm better than you, but we are one family. Please, I'm asking, if we want the church to move forward, church, if we want living word to move forward, we need to cut off all these things. If you want living word to move forward, the things that God wants to deal with us is not the things that we are, the activities we have in the plans that we have. All those are good. The first thing God wants to deal with us with our heart and our relationship with one another. No matter how much planning we have, no matter how much strategic ideas we have, or plan natin sa care group, unless God is moving, and the way God will move is when we are united in Him. First question we ask, ask ourselves, anak ba ako ng Diyos o anak ba ako ng demonyo? If I'm anak ng Diyos, thank God. Second question we ask, if I'm a, I'm, I'm a child of God and there's bitterness in my heart, is there unforgiveness towards someone in the church? You know, I got surrendered before the Lord. After the first service, a sister came up to me and she told me about her testimony. She said she was been fighting with her best friend. I asked her permission if I could share. They said she was been fighting with her best friend for the past many years. And she was, you know, she said in my heart, in her heart, she was praying. He said, you know, Lord, I'm okay. I'm okay. I attend church. I go to care group. I'm okay. And one time in her praying time, while she was saying that, the Lord spoke to her in her heart, in her heart, this impression. She said, who said you're okay? And he was praying, he's been reminded of his relationship with his best, her best friend. She cannot move forward. Kahit dating ng dating sa church, she cannot move forward. There's still, para may tinik sa puso, she still cannot move forward. She's not released. You know why? Because that bitterness is still in her heart. But until she forget and reconcile with that sister, she was set free and liberated. I don't know if any one of us are going through that, but I pray that in the power of the Holy Spirit, we begin to reconcile. Stop war. Loving one another is our identity and distinctiveness. Lastly, loving one another is practical and sacrificial. In verse 16, 18, it says here, By this we know love, that He laid down His life for us, that we ought to lay down our life for brothers. But if anyone has the world goods and sees his brothers in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in Him? Little children, let us not love with words or talk, but in deed and in truth. The model is Christ. He has shown us what, is, what it means to lay down our life. He laid down our life. He laid down His life for us. And now He's calling us to lay down our life to our brothers and sisters. And that how we should do it, it should be practical and sacrificial. Not just words, not just our beautiful statements, but our action. But many of us fail this area. Many of us fail this area. We talk more than we act. We explain more than we do. We rationalize more than we take action. And when we encounter the word, lay down our life for the brothers, Ang iniisip natin, ay pastor lang yan, sa missionary lang yan, evangelist lang yan, or teacher, or the leader of the church. No. Look here. Laying down life for a brother, it simply means being there for someone. Your time, your treasure. 
You see, some of us will not be called to martyrdom. However, however, every day we will face people that need help. And as believers, we lay down our life to one another. And we express it when we unselfishly give our time, our effort, our prayer, and importantly, even supply their needs. I saw this statement. It says here, Anyone can claim to have faith, but if his of her lifestyle remains selfish and worldly, then what good are the words and speech? We can live a selfish life. And it says here, true love expressed in action is the fruit of a living faith. Not just our words, but our action. If a person claims to be a believer and has a possession to offer and sees her brothers or sister in need and still refuses to help, you know the person luck, the person so shows a lack of God's love. I pray that the Living Word Fellowship will be a life-giving community, a place where men and women and children are healed and not hurt. I'm calling all of you who are rich. Sino mayaman dito? Taas kamay. Sino mahirap? Taas kamay. Hindi nyo alam? Titignan ko bang account nyo? I believe all of us are rich. I believe all of us are rich. You know, sometimes, the poorer is the most who are willing to help. Sometimes. With all the limited resources we have, always remember it does not belong to you. It belongs to Him. I like what Queer Louis said. All glory belongs to Him. All glory belongs to Him. And how we express us, not just our words, not just in our singing, but with our lives. You know, it, I'm just pastor for a few, few years. I learned a lot of things. And I, I found this quote. It says here, Tell me how much you know the suffering of your fellow men, and I'll tell you how much you have loved them. Earlier on, I thought pastoring is just preaching, teaching, doing a lot of things. But I really realized that pastoring and being a minister, all of us are ministers. It's not just teaching, but journeying with people. When you journey with people, you know the life story. And it just shows that you take time to hear their struggles. Sometimes I ask myself, Lord, may you, may you multiply my time. Because with this size, it's hard. How do we journey in love? Many years back when I was handling worship ministry, I think I have told you this story before. There's a sister na hindi dumadating sa practice. Hindi dumating ng church, hindi dumating ng practice. So I was monitoring as lead ng worship team. Last week, hindi umatin yung sister. Hindi rin dumating ng practice. Strike one. The following week, hindi dumating. She did not come. Service wala. Practice wala. Strike two. Ha! Out na siya sa worship team. Ibak in my mind na out na siya. Nakot ka. Mapi-principal office ka, sister. Pinaggagawang mong yan. Third week, the same. And then the fourth week, she came to church. Smiling pa. She was smiling sa YWCA that time. I remember, alam mo yun sa YWCA, we love that church because there's one pol- malaking posti sa gitna. She was sitting here. She was smiling. And I was ready to tell her, Sister, you're out of worship team. 
disciplinary because three weeks you did not come to church. I wanted to do that. I wanted to strike right away. Then I went up to her, sister, how are you? And then she started to cry and she said, her father passed away. I'm here wanting to strike her down because she cannot commit in the ministry, but I realized that I was not there with her when I'm supposed to love her and be with her as a leader of the group. I should be the one caring. And God rebuked me the time. God rebuked me. If I want to lead, if I want to do, I have to spend time. It's not just teaching. It's not just preaching. It's easy to be in a leadership position. But to journey, what we are called to be is to journey with the broken and marginalized. It requires love. It requires time. It requires patience. I wanted to strike her. But when she told me, that time, Ruel, Ruel, my part, my my, my dad just passed away. And marami pang trabaho. My heart sank. My heart sank. Because I was not there. See, Jesus did not just teach or preach or lead. He died for us. He journeyed with the broken people. Jesus did it for you. And Jesus did it for me. Would you be willing to do the same for others? Or contento ka na sa kayamanan na you hoard in yourself and closing your heart to the church and the people around us. Again, church, if we want to move forward, if we want to move forward as a church, we have to go back to the basic. It's to love God to love one another. As I conclude, as I call upon the worship team, loving one another is God's commandment. And this God's commandment, we can never do it by ourselves. But we need the help of the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Loving one another is our identity and our distinctiveness. How can we remain that Always remember that we are His children and we are siblings, brothers and sisters in Christ. Loving one another should be practical and sacrificial. And we follow the life of Christ. When I was looking at this, and was, I tried to, you know, ang unang mag, pag nagpipreach ka, ang unang sesermonan mo yung sarili mo, right? You should be the one. When you teach, when you preach, the first person should be the one to target is you. So I ask myself, loving one another, am I doing that? Bagsak. You know yourself. I ask myself, loving one another, do I, oft, do I remember that I'm a child of God? Or do I remember that you are my, you are my siblings? I ask myself, bagsak I ask myself, am I loving in a practical or sacrificial sense? No, I want to live a comfortable life. Bagsak When I look at this, I said, Lord, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I don't really love one another like I'm supposed to be, and you said in your word. But you know what the beautiful thing here? In 1 John 3, 19-20, it says here, By this shall we know. By this, it means of all the things that John was referring to, to love one another, to live a righteous life. By this, we shall know that we are of the truth, and we assure our heart before Him. 20, For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and He knows everything. God knows our frailty. God knows that we have failed many times. But you know, He's greater in our heart. When we feel condemned, when we feel so guilty, God is still working and want to continue to work in our lives. Many of us can say that we have not loved sacrificially. We have not loved in a practical sense. Many, can, many of us can say that we have mouthed somebody. We have gossiped somebody. Many of us have said that we have hurled bitterness in our heart. When those moments and we feel guilty, you know the promise of God? God is there with you. He's greater than our heart and He knows everything and He will help you. When we recognize that we need Him, that we cannot do it, 
All the more His grace. All the more His Spirit. All the more He will work in our lives. Church, for us to move forward, we have to love one another. I want to end with this story as I call upon the worship team. Ang title ng story na to, The Balloon. Ang Balloon. Ang Balloon. Etong balloon. Remember, December we have this? This balloon, this balloon, balloon. This balloon brought a lot of drama. You know? Oh, ah. Marites, ah. This balloon brought a lot of drama. You know what happened to this balloon? Saturday night, a sister, somebody sponsored because we're going to have wow event that day. So they want to decorate the place. So one of the sister came from the airport, quickly ran here in the evening and fixed the thing. And then on Sunday morning, something said, is it toppled. One of the usher, leader pa, took out the balloon. And then, the lady who fixed called the church and said, why was the balloon removed? So another leader was so angry. So what happened, both of them nagbanggaan. They went outside the car park, start fighting. Hinabol, nag-away. It's a balloon, ah? Both of them were stressed because they were so frustrated. It's very busy Sunday. And they were fighting. And then one of the sisters Sabi ko, ang kala ko matured kayo. Deep in mind, but the sister said, I called her in the night time. He said, Ruel, I want to quit ushering and I want to quit church. Ang balloon. <laughs> I want to quit church. I want to, I want to quit. I don't want to come in no more. Because the other sister who were accusing her were shouting at her and everybody was watching them sa car park. Nakita, nag-aaway eh. Both are leaders of the church eh. And I asked their permission about this. Then they were fighting. They were frustrated. So I called sister, wag muna. I was hurt. And then the other sister came, went to the office. She was so frustrated. Hi, Ruel. Hi, Ruel. Hi, Ruel. I never experienced this anger and fury before. Hi, Ruel. But you know, by God's grace, God spoke to them. And they quickly talked, reconciled, and made amends and said sorry. They asked for forgiveness to one another. Just a balloon would spoil their friendship. They've been in the ministry, both of them, for many, many years. And this is the first time they nagbanggaan. But by God's grace, the sister who wanted to leave, she stayed on. The other sister who was so frustrated, bumili ng ice cream, nagpalamig. <laughs> but you know what happened? They continue on. They learn to forgive. They learn to say, you know, our relationship is more than this balloon. Living fellowship, we are not a perfect church. We will bound to make conflict. We will bound to just headbang with one another. But I pray that we will love one another. You know, these two person, they are standing side by side now. Doon sila, si Tita Eva at si Josie. Nandun no, nakatayo. can never move, church. We can never move. If there's bitterness, if unforgiveness, or division in the church. It's clearly the scripture says, Behold how good it is and pleasant it is when brothers dwell, dwell together in unity.
we will not move forward. We will not be faithful in what God is telling us to do if we are biting and frustrated with one another. God will not be honored and glorified. Go back to the basic. Go back to the basic. God died for you and for me so that our relationship with Him will be stored. At the same time, God placed us in a family so that we may serve and love one another. Serve one another. So kung may kagalit ka, may the Holy Spirit touch your heart and maybe you be, may you learn to forgive. And may you learn and say, no, it's more than the balloon. It's more than this. You are more valuable. Our relationship is more valuable than everything we have. Because you are my brother. You are my sister. We both are a child of God. Amen. Let's all stand. Praise the Lord. what we're going to do. It's been a while that we have done this. Now many of you have no more, no longer wearing masks. We're just going to go around. We're going to sing this favorite song we have. And we're going to go around find 10 people, hug that person, shake hand with this person. I'm going to say, look, the, you know these people, the person beside you, God placed them in your, in your life so that the person can help you grow in the Lord. So, awitin natin to. And we're gonna go around before we pray. We're gonna sing this song, ah. And we're gonna go around these young people. Go around, you right? person. I love you, brother. I love you, sister. It's no accident that we are here today together. It's never an accident. God planted us here so that we may love one another and express His love through us to one another. So remember, mga kapatid, love one another. Amen? Amen. Let's just receive the benediction. Hallelujah. May the Lord make you increase in abound in love for one another 
and for all as we do for you so that we may establish your heart blameless in holiness before our God and Father and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all the saints. Lord, you place us in this place. It's no accident, O God. I pray, Lord, that you baptize us with your love, that you baptize us with your spirit. So how we interact and how we share our life to each other is not driven by our own, but because you have loved us and it's overflowing of your love in our life that we be able to love one another, Lord God. Teach us to love others more than words, but with our life and with our action. We thank you, Lord, for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. And every shout aloud. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord.